Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. Today, 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 we talk NASCAR. Now here are your hosts, Ty, Amos, and Chris. All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Nice to have you on the show, talking NASCAR on the Electric Sports Talk. We're going to recap what went down at Miami, if you missed it. Uh, spoiler, might have been a little slow of a race, but there was some drama. Oh, no, the speed was there. Oh, the speed was there, sure. Uh, I guess I meant more watching the race. Your enjoyment, you know. <laughs> um, oh, I got it, yeah. And then we'll update our playoff field, see where everyone's at, headed to the last race before the championship race. Hard to believe we have two more two more races left in the season, and then we'll have a champion. It's crazy. 34 weeks has went by fast. Yeah. Chris, you're with us. How are you? I am here. Present and accounted for. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll take that as a good then, yeah? Yeah, I'm just trying to entertain our guest host tonight. Guest host, yeah. We brought the dog along, so we'll see how he does. Sounds like we're probably going to have to kick him out. Uh, Amos, you're with us. Very quiet to start the show. Yep, just, you know, doing some last-minute research, getting ready. Oh, no. Prepping <laughs> up. Yeah. Last minute, huh? Well, you know, probably all my minutes, I thought actually. all of our programs were last minute. We yeah, read the power of. rankings that come out, and uh, we're puzzled. So I guess we won't get into that one because that didn't make any sense. But anyways, no, it, yeah, that's not usually something we talk about. So I guess NASCAR knows something we don't, huh? Oh, you think so? Okay. Um, anything to lead off with before we get into the race, Chris? Well, anything you saw throughout the week you want to bring up? So it's official. Okay. Noah Gregson is now going to be racing for Petty GMS. Yeah, it's all been announced. Everything's on the up and up. Ty Dillon's still trying to figure out what happened to him. He should know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should know. Um, and well, I'll tell you this, okay? If they don't tell you, like, if you're out of contract, let's say, and they don't come to you and say, "Hey, bro, we're gonna re up your contract," like, I think you have an answer, you know? Yeah, most time. But so Noah Gregson brought along his crew chief, Luke Lambert, who has been in and out of the. Uh, Cup Series as crew chief a number of times. So I actually look to see that team be pretty powerful as they go through the season. Well, I hope they can bring the 42 car up to where the 43 was um, because 43 was competitive and yeah. the 42 was not. No, so whether that's be. 40. <laughs> yeah. Is it 42 or 45? No. Uh, it's 42, yeah. yeah well, whether it's a quality of driver or well, maybe I, they just weren't putting that much into that car, I'm not 100% sure. But Gregson should make them better. I look to see, you know, a significant change mm -hmm. in the way that car performs as it goes through the season. Uh, Amos, anything for you to add before we? No, get nothing into it? for me. Okay. Should be uh, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Petty GMS. That should be a good lineup. So, so kind of cool to see what happens next for next year. I want to get your thoughts then on the rumors potentially circling that NASCAR is going to install a wet weather package for smaller oval tracks. Um, potentially a similar setup to what they do on on the road courses. I don't know how many tracks it would cover because you don't have that many like small ovals necessarily where the banking may, might be appropriate. But what do you think about that potential rumor? I think it's just a rumor. 
I mean, even at the road courses, we wave a caution or a red flag and watch it rain. So <laughs> I don't know why we would put a wet weather package together. Could you imagine a wet weather package at Martinsville? You'd never be able to see. You'd burn a motor great. up for your wiper and catch the car on fire. It'd be so entertaining. Ah, yeah. I mean, there, <laughs> no, it'd I be a pretty short so. race. Now, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they'd have to do some testing with that, but I don't really think it's a great idea. I mean, I know that nobody likes rain delays, but you can't, you can't outguess or get the advantage on mother nature it just is what it is so just uh if you know the weather's coming you just strategize to be out front or you just sit through it and wait for it to clear up and run green i i don't really care for the thoughts of a wet weather package because it'd be like martinsville bristol's probably too steep a banking for it mm-hmm. maybe what richmond Maybe so. I don't know. I New don't. Hampshire, I don't maybe? like the th- yeah. Could New be, Hampshire. Uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, I don't like the thoughts of it though. I I could go with. I would be okay if they decide not to implement that rule. All right, so let's get into what happened at Miami. Um, I guess simply put, we'll lead off with another non-playoff guy. Was a playoff guy, not this round though. Wins the race. Uh, Kyle Larson mostly dominated. I think. It's safe to say at Miami, uh, the Toyotas, Hamlin and and uh, specifically Martin Truex, were pretty good. But, you know, some stuff went down on pit road. Uh, <laughs> so we'll talk about that. But, Amos, I think this was something, this was a racetrack where we thought Larson could do well. This was kind of a track I had pinned for him to make that push into the final four because I assumed he'd be in this round anyways. Um what do, what do you make of Larson being so dominant after, you know, the struggles he's had throughout the playoffs to start with and then everything that went down at Vegas was kind of there? Maybe not overshadowing it, but definitely was there. Well, I was surprised he was so dominant. I mean, he basically led 200 of 267 laps, so um not surprised he won. It's a good track for him. I, um, I think he won there last year, if I'm not mistake well no he didn't win there last year right they didn't yeah, the last time the chase right but he was good the last right. time we Byron went there. Won. but mm-hmm. i yeah i'm not surprised that he won i mean he was a long time coming for a win you're not going to keep a driver of his caliber out of victory lane for too long so i think the thing that surprised me the most like i said before is just the amount of laps he led i mean he just he just well, smacked him down, and and it was a little bit follow the leader. I I will agree with that. Once you got out front, you you kind of stayed out front. But he had a good car even through the pack, right up. You know, he didn't need a dump. <laughs> True X on pit road, which I don't <laughs> think he did. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I he had a good car. It was it was a not refreshing to see the most the best car win the race. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Chris, you'd say it's disappointing uh, if you're a Larson fan or Larson, that team, that you couldn't get through to this round and then you're so good on this track. Obviously, a win here, if you, if he's still in the playoffs, it takes him straight to the Final Four. Uh, do you think he's disappointed or do you think there's optimism headed into next year and they're already looking forward to that? Well, I think the way these guys handle defeat and victory is is they pretty much compartment. Yeah, anyway. They compartmentalize it, and and I think he just looks at it like, okay, I won a race, you mm-hmm. know. I 
I don't think they really dwell on the I'm not in the chase thing because that just that plays with your mind, you know. You just have to go out with the attitude that, hey, I'm going to win. I'm going to win races closing out the season. You know, yeah, I'm winning the wrong races at the wrong time, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, they're they're more concentrated on just winning a race. A paycheck. Race to race. Yeah, basically. The paycheck's nice, right? Yeah. I mean, and, you want to win, but he did win last year, so, you know, he, yeah. can, he can take well, some solace in that. And, you know, when we talk about dominating the race, I mean, he did. He won both stages and won the race. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to walk away from that and say, hey, you know, I'm disappointed because I'm not in the chase. I mean, you just, you know, you deal with it. So I'm not. On. And apparent, and it, even... You know, I think it was kind of a one-up and on the fact that, uh, you know, after the drama that happened at Las Vegas, yeah, you know, I think he, he made a statement by going out there and winning it, you know. So I'm, I'm not totally sure on this, but he scored 60 points. I believe that's the max points you can score in a race, yeah, right? Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty sure about that. So he literally took all the available points. I mean, dom- domination, right? Yeah. 199 total laps led... Uh, Close, Amos. One off. Hairs, whatever. Yeah, close. Um, okay. He led a lot of laps, okay? So Truex was really good towards the end of the race, and um, there was obviously the incident on pit road where... So this is what I was a little confused about, so maybe we'll get some clarity from you guys or what you think. So um, late race pits... Uh, yeah, late race pit stops. Truex is leading. He's in front of Larson. Larson's right behind him. Um for whatever reason, it just looked to me live. It looked like Truex slowed down, and and then Larson just turned him, obviously right into his pistol. Worked out pretty nice. Um, and then except he was doing it backwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, it worked. And then Truex's crew was saying that the five just spun them. Uh, Larson was saying, "Well, I thought he slowed down, but he was uh, even like apologetic, like, oh, if I did, uh, sorry.'" And I'm like, "Dude, I don't so." To me, it looked like Truex had missed his pit stall and then decided to slow down, and, and Larson just happened to be the one pushing him behind him and and uh, turned him. Amos, uh, I think that's most of what you've said. What did you make that whole situation? I mean, Truex didn't seem too annoyed after the race. No, I, I mean, I'm sure in the heat of the moment, Truex was very upset, but I'm, I'm sure after having the last 40 laps to try and work back through the field and rethink about what he did, he realizes it was his mistake. I mean, they've they said it in the broadcast. If you're an avid NASCAR fan, you see it all the time. You can enter two pit stalls before your pit to get lined up. Truex basically was past where he, he so in that sense, you're gonna start pulling out of the far right lane on pit road and working your way to the left, probably five, six pit stalls before your before you can enter and then you're going to hit the two and come in so you're nice straight or if you have to make adjustments getting in or out based on who's pitting around you so my opinion is that the sun was shining in his eyes they were probably talking strategy maybe and Mm -hmm. he just kind of lost track of his pit stall and realized it was there and let off the gas took a hard break and Truex or and uh, Larson just dumped him so I'm sure everybody feels bad it happened, but I mean it's kind of been Martin Truex Jr. season too. So like he's he's just finding ways to lose the lead or not finish a race or 
just kind of be upset with everything that's going on. And yeah, his post race interview, in my opinion, kind of dictated to me, told me that he knew he screwed up and he wasn't going to take all the blame. But what could he say to Larson based on the fact of how mm-hmm. everything went down, the circumstances of it? So, Chris, if if that doesn't happen, um, if Trix doesn't spin on pit road or get pushed, however you want to say it, do you think it would have mattered? Do you think he would have won the race, or do you think Larson still would have find, found a way to win? I think Larson still would have found a way to win. I, I mean, the spin on pit road was unfortunate, but I don't think it would have mattered. I think Larson mm-hmm. was so dominant that, you know, I don't think Truex. I don't think anybody could catch him because I know Ross Chastain there at the end. He gave it a, a really big attempt and and couldn't even get close oh, to him. You know, yeah. so Larson was pulling away. Yeah, he was definitely opening up a gap. Uh, did you see anything different on the pit road incident? Anything well, you want to add? I'm like everybody else. I watched the, the replay. You know, however many times I replayed it, and I swear to me, it looked to me like. Uh, Truex locked up his rear brakes just before he turned left, and and that's when Larson caught him. And uh, you know, uh, it was it was a racing incident, as they say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was weird. You don't see that happen very often. Um, I I initially thought one of the guys in his pistol got hit too. Yeah, well, I saw that's the, what I'm really thankful yeah. for is that nobody got creamed, you know. I saw the jack fly, and I was like, oh, crap, I think someone just got hit. And then uh, they're, like, all running back to the car. I'm like, oh, I guess they're fine. Yeah, not <laughs> it's so pretty much. crazy. It was, like, <clears throat> it was like that car come flying in there, and they all ran out of the way, but as soon as it stopped, they were, like, all right back on it, freaking changing the tire. I'm like, I don't commitment, man, freaking yeah. not phased. Just, well, you got to earn that money. Yeah, And, and you got to give them kudos for adapting to that situation they pulled <laughs> yeah. off that complete pit stop pretty much close to the same times that they pull off a normal pit stop yeah, i mean really just backwards and then he actually finished the race pretty well so yeah. pretty uh pretty okay day for truex i think maybe he could have got second out of the day if that didn't happen unfortunate um all right so did we enjoy the homestead race do we miss it being the final race of the year uh amos let's hear just your overall thoughts on the race itself obviously you know, if you want to bring up anything else um, before we get to the playoff drivers and how they did, and then give our standing updates, uh, what do you got? So I I don't necessarily miss it being the last race of the year. I won't say that it's my most, uh, like, my favorite track. Yeah. It, it's not bad, but uh, as far as mile and halfs go, where it's a true oval, that's a little different. I mean, your pit road entry and exit while well, your exit mostly is a little little challenging so i'm okay with the fact that phoenix is the championship race right now it's the weather's better um you ju- it's just more predictable nascar and the drivers and the fans can just know that there's a 99 percent chance of 85 degree weather and full sun so mm. um but as far as this particular race goes i i did it was a little blah just based on the fact that Larson dominated. I think there was some cars that would could challenge, but, man, Larson just made the, all the right pit yeah. calls, the crew chief. They just were on it through the entire game, so through the entire race. So I think, uh, yeah, kudos to the five team. 
So, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't advocate to send Homestead back to the final race. I think it's okay where it's at, or you know, at least a uh, a, a chase race. It doesn't have to be where mm-hmm. it's at every year, but I'm okay with it being in the chase. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess my only thoughts on the race uh, would be that I don't, I don't really care if it's the chase, the last race of the chase or not, because to me, Phoenix is a more entertaining race for a lot of different reasons. Um, I just don't love the Miami track, but that's just me. And honestly, I know I said Kyle Larson was going to win the race, but I was, uh, I was actually a little surprised that he was able, um, not necessarily like rebound. Cause I don't know if there was much of for him to like rebound from, but in a sense, like rebound from what happened in Vegas and kind of all that drama. And he just, I think it just shows you what kind of driver Larson is where he can just have something like that happen. And then he just moves on. And then he's just to the next race. He wins. And I just wish for him at least, and if you're a Larson fan too, I guess, um, you almost wish you could have, he could have found some of that resilience earlier in the playoffs because I still feel like he would have been a real threat to win a championship, but it, it, it sucks. So, Chris, anything you want to add uh, before we talk about our no, standings? I, I mean, it's too little too late, mm-hmm. but... Given what happened in Vegas, I, you know, I was glad to see that Larson came back, shrugged that off, and had a very dominant race. Mm-hmm. You know, basically showed everybody that yeah, you know, I can do this. Let's see, did Kyle Busch didn't blow up this week, right? So he must no, have been real in happy. Fact, he finished ninth. <laughs> he must have been just loving the day then. And he was still running. <laughs> still running. So uh, yeah. excellent. All right, um, let's get to how the playoff drivers did, and then uh, look at our standings going into this last race of the round eight. Sound good? Yeah? Yeah, I'm ready. ready for that. Okay, so we'll start at the bottom, work our way up as we always do, and no surprise, well, I guess if you are surprised, I'm not sure why, um, who's at the bottom? Chase Briscoe. So Amos was upset that he moved on to begin with. And uh, I was like at the time, like, ah, oh, whatever, who cares? It's not going to matter. And then, and then Larson actually decided to win a race. So now, it, now it does kind of suck because Larson was that ninth guy. So Briscoe's in eighth, forty-four points behind. Uh, essentially, he's got to win Martinsville or he's done. I mean, I I would put my money on on he's done. And he blew up at this race. Well, he didn't blow up. He hit the he hit the wall, broke some suspension, and uh, retired. So Chris. Going into Martinsville, how likely is it that Briscoe can find his way to Victory Lane and get into a championship four race? Well, Stuart Haas is going to pull out all the stops, preparing his car. All the stops. Yeah. Make sure, I mean, you know, they're going to move all of the effort to chase Briscoe for this week. Um, However, I don't think it's going to be enough. Uh, I I can't recall how well he's done at Martinsville in the past. I'm sure we can look real quick. But uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's a high likelihood that he's going to win. Okay. So, it, I mean, it is a winner-go-home situation. Um, if he does somehow find a way to win, Chris, how do you think he gets it done? Or is it just not even really feasible? Uh, earlier in the year, he finished ninth at Martinsville, so that's not... It's not horrible. He's going to need better result than that. But how do you think he can get it done if he does? 
Uh, well, he's he's going to have to have a whole lot of luck. You know, I mean, that's really the only way it's going to happen is if he has an amazing amount of luck. And mm-hmm. uh, I I just don't see it. I I can't get optimistic about it. Okay. Amos, I assume you're in the same boat with Briscoe. Yes. I think we've been in this boat, though, since the very start of the playoffs, and he's still alive. Yeah, I mean, stick a fork in him. He's just, I mean, how he raced in Homestead is how he's raced most of the chase, basically most of the summer stretch, really, where he's just kind of been super trashy to start the race out and then has able been able to get somewhat of a decent finish out of it, so... That's been good for him, but uh, yeah, there's only so long you can tempt fate before it finally just is too much for you, and he was in this round on borrowed time. I feel like he was in the round of 12 on borrowed time, so I, yeah, he had a ninth place finish at Martinsville in the spring, but he led no laps. He had no stage points. He probably was running 30th all race and then figured out somehow to get in the top 10, so uh you know, Chase Briscoe and his his days of lots of wins and possibly running for championships in the Cup Series are are ahead of him. So I don't think he should feel like it was a complete failure as a season if he doesn't move on. But mm. he's a he'll be a star and he'll he'll have his chances and opportunity. But I just I I would be very surprised if he wins the race this weekend and moves on. I don't yeah. know if I'd watch the, the championship race if that happened. <laughs> Come on, you know, you'll they, watch it. They piss off you'll Tony watch. Stewart, his mm-hmm. team owner, over the last three or four weeks with fines and odds and ends. So I don't know. Maybe NASCAR's going to play nice to Tony Stewart to keep him around and put a team through to the championship. But I don't I don't. That's even a stretch of a conspiracy for me. So. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he had a great season, qualified for the chase. I mean, it it can't be a failure in Stuart Haas's eyes and or Chase Briscoe's. It was a great season though. Yeah, uh, compared to last year, Stuart Haas is probably feeling pretty good actually. Okay, uh, seventh place, Chris Bell, thirty three points behind the cut line. Um, so he gets taken out in Vegas. <laughs> He's probably so pissed right now. Um, he gets taken out in Vegas. He doesn't manage to score any stage points in the race. And then he finishes 11th. And he was just kind of around that just outside the top 10 area, like all race. Um, Chris, I mean, it's it's pretty much a winner go home situation with him with that points difference too. So, you know, I'll say I don't feel too confident with Bell at a track – like Martinsville, maybe that's just me though. Uh, what do you think? Given better odds than Briscoe, I guess, but how much better? I give him better odds than Briscoe, but I was distressed a little bit to see the quality of race he had at Miami because he needed a much better race than he had at Miami. He just needed to run. He didn't necessarily higher. need to win it, but he needed to place in the top five, in my opinion. He needed some serious points. Yeah. And he just couldn't get stage points at all. Yeah, nothing. So I I think you could put a fork in him. I think he's done. He's done, okay. Uh, Amos, we know you don't like him being here either, so you must feel very good about these two guys not being in the playoffs, uh, most likely moving forward. 
Bell and Briscoe, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, he's he had a better season as far as consistency and and finishes than Briscoe, but he lucked into this round, in my opinion, and he used up all his good luck and then was wrecked out by no fault of his own. So, I, Chase or uh, Chris Bell's in the same boat as Chase Briscoe. They're young. They've got to feel like it was a, a phenomenal season to be in the position they're at and is to make it through the chase as far as they did. So, I mean, they're going to be disappointed for sure because everybody wants to win a championship, right? That's why you race at this level. You want to be the best. So, But, he's like I said, his, I'll echo the same thing as Chase Briscoe. His, his better days, his championship contending days, his glory years are still to come. So... Mm-hmm. The the kid's in a f- great team. He seems to mesh well at JGR. He doesn't really have too many issues with other drivers on the track. He seems to take care of his equipment. So the kid's going to be scary good, in my opinion, or you know, a very le- legitimate contender when he does garner all that experience and, and is able to complete a full 36 races of consistent runs. And it's going to help him when he's not the bottom guy on the JGR food chain cuz I mean let's face it he's he's the young guy amongst those four so it'll it'll pay off when they focus a little more on him cuz I, I once like I think with Bush leaving um it might open up a nice little avenue for him to kind of take over and and become bigger. So Chris, he did qualify second, so there must have been some optimism coming into this race for him. No. Um, but he just didn't. He just didn't run throughout the day that great. So no, I I don't know what happened. I mean, they have qualifying setups in these cars, and maybe that's what they concentrated on was the qualifying setup. But mm-hmm. they probably should have put a little practice in on the race package. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he dropped back. I mean, after that race started, he just, you know, to the rear. Well, not the rear, but he dropped down a lot. So, I don't know. I He's a win-or-go-home guy right now, in my mind. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, let's move on to Ryan Blaney. He had, a, he had a good race and then finished 17th. He did place stage points in each of those first two stages, so... You know, that helps his points out a little bit, but he's in sixth, 18 points behind. I don't want to say that's insurmountable in one race, but he's got to have a guy in front of him not finish the race, wreck, uh, or blow up, and then he's just got to get some some luck, some good track position, probably qualify well, or just win the race. So Amos is a place we've seen Blaney be pretty good at. I mean, he can win this race if he has the right car. Uh, Penske usually does bring pretty good cars to Martinsville. Um, is a is Blaney got a good chance to move on? I mean, is 18 points too much if he doesn't win this race? All I can say about Ryan Blaney is he spun out on the exit road from pit lane to the track. Yeah while being a legitimate contender to win the race. He just... He was like how his whole season has gone. Like, 
it was just like this is the moment that encapsulate encapsulates his encapsulates his whole season right there. Yeah, I just when he brought out that caution because he spin out on the access road, exiting pit lane. I was just like, man, you can't <laughs> you can't write this, you can't make this up. This is just the drama of of Ryan Blaney and his season and to a degree, a small degree, his career. He's just, he's <laughs> on a great team. He gets good cars. He has these tracks that he know he can race well at. This should have been a track that he would have a high finish. I mean, and he was, he was in the running top. He was in the top four for the points leaving pit road. So, um, and then he just, drops i just don't think i just don't know that they can put it together after a demoralizing race chase last half of the year i mean honestly even the year you know he's he's winless thus far and he's had Mm -hmm. good cars and he's found ways to lose most races so i mean him and martin tricks have just been sharing that bad luck all through the year so i was expecting Blaney to be a legitimate top four or have a better chance at being a top four and running in Phoenix. But I just can't see it now after this race and the way he took himself out. I just, I, I think even if he made the top four after Martinsville, I have the same opinion of him as I do with Chris Bell and Chase Briscoe. We stole a spot. So yeah, yeah, I just, I just, think they'll put in an effort obviously i think he's a winner go home i don't think he can rely on other people's misfortune because he has Mm -hmm. just as much misfortune as they do so i mean he's in that same boat with chris and chase he's winner go home and i just don't know if he can put it together and get the job done this weekend i think he's pretty much um i think he's pretty much in the win or go home position too and i and what's weird with blaney is he's actually i don't know We'd have to look, but I would feel pretty confident in saying that if he somehow made it through on just points, didn't win Martinsville, he'd he'd have to be the first driver in this current playoff format to get all the way to the final four with no wins. I mean, I would find it hard to believe. I would find it hard to believe if that many guys have even made it to this round of the playoffs with no wins because he's not winning races, but he's still finding ways to move on. And it's like... If he could just find a way to win a race instead of just survive, he'd like instantly be a legit contender to win everything. And I feel like this has been the same thing we've said about Ryan Blaney all season, honestly. Like, oh, when he finds that, when he gets that first win, whatever, he's gonna he's just gonna explode and, and be a contender. Uh Chris, if Ryan Blaney brings a good track a good car to this track and we've seen him have success at this track before. <laughs> Take what? pictures of the dog. Um, do you think Blaney can win this race? Is he a legit contender for Martinsville? I mean, well, we've seen him have good performances. I've been hanging on to that Ryan Blaney life raft, you know, for <laughs> basically three rounds now. And when he spun out on the on the exit of pit, you know the entry of off pit road, I mm-hmm. I don't know how you want to describe it. Anyway, when he spun out on that road, it was just like, oh crap, you know my my grip has slipped. Now I'm in the 
pool with the sharks, you know, because... Oh, you fell off of it. Oh, yeah. You're not holding on anymore? No, because I just... I. <laughs> He's just not had the kind of season that gives you the confidence that he's going to go in to this race and win it. Because I'm like Amos. I think right now it's win or go home. Well, he isn't going home, but, you know, he's not going to be in the Final Four. Well, I mean, might as well go home because you're you're racing for the championship. So They have a 36-race contract or whatever, so... We'll see. I mean, I think that there's a chance, but yeah, Blaney's season was just, it was summed up with that exiting pit road spin that was just, it was uncaused, it was unnecessary. I don't know even know what he was doing. I mean, it just, it just seems to be how it's going for Blaney this year. And just, I honestly feel like when he had some chances early in the year to win races and he didn't, it was almost like he should have known, like, it's just how it's going to go for him. Well, I mean, look what happens. He spins on the access road, exiting pit road. Oops, sorry. And who did it affect the most? Martin Truex Jr. Because <laughs> he ends up getting dumped on pit road and and restarting in the back of the pack. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, just an unfortunate, unfortunate circumstance for them too. That was just for Truex and Blaney. That 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 sums up their whole season right there. All right, uh, Denny Hamlin. First in the playoff rankings, or, of co- or in the power rankings, of course. Fifth in the standings, five points behind. So you square that circle for me. I don't know. Um, he had a pretty good race uh, for the most part here at Miami. I think he had his moments where he maybe could have been a contender, but his car didn't seem to cooperate the whole race with him. So I think that obviously contributed to him uh, not being able to contend as much as he might have looked like he was going to be able to. Um, I just, (laughs) so he can obviously make up the points and get in, uh, so he doesn't have to win, but going to Martinsville, I just feel that there's a confidence that he has at that track that unless, you know, Bowman decides to Bowman it up again, (laughs) uh, heck, um, he should feel pretty good about going on regardless of whether he wins at Martinsville or not. Chris, do you think... Not necessarily what you feel, but what do you think Hamlin's mindset is going into this race? Is he is he pretty positive or uh, pessimistic? Uh, I don't care. Well, I know you don't care, <laughs> but the, <laughs> this is part of the show. If uh, he gets in the final four, I mean, you're going to have to talk about him a little. I know. Here's the thing. I, I think Denny Hamlin is one of those drivers that, you know, can... If he gets the opportunity, he's going to have a good race. But a lot of it's going to depend on what happens, you know, through the cycle of the race. And, you know, he's had, he's won a lot of times on Martinsville, as I, but he's also done some really boneheaded stuff, (laughs) you know, at Martinsville. So I'm not super optimistic that he's going to make it into the final four. But I'm not going to be terribly surprised if he does make it into the Final Four. So, Amos, let me know what you think about this. But I almost feel like Hamlin, his his downfall potentially could be, even though I feel fairly confident, um, his downfall could potentially be he gets too focused on trying to win the race opposed to just moving on and giving himself a chance to win uh, the championship in, in Phoenix. Um, do you think there's that opportunity where he kind of 
overlooks the importance of just getting to that next stage and, and trying to win this race where it becomes detrimental? That's a great question, but no, I think Hamlin's been in pressure situations enough to where, he, and, and the crew chief, um, the team, the organization, Coach Gibbs, I, I just feel like they're probably going through all the motions, the right motions, saying all the right things, doing all the right things leading up to this race. Um, I just don't know that, like... Denny, yeah, he's got some wins. What, he won three? He lucked into one. It just really hasn't been a dominant Denny Hamlin season. Like, usually he's leading more laps. Usually he's in, he's top five. He's he's mixing it up more up front, and and he just hasn't had that season. He's been fairly consistent. He's He has got by, in my opinion, in a few cutoff rounds uh, from other people's misfortune. But I've not had him going into the final four. I've never been warm and fuzzy about him this season. But try this scenario on for size. Mm. He's he has Joey, Ross, Chase Elliott, and William Byron. We all know how Joey, Chase Elliott, William Byron can race at Martinsville. They've all done well. William Byron is the yeah. Winner from last year, Elliott led 185 laps, or last spring, he led, Chase Elliott led 185 laps, obviously has a win or so. Joey Logano was the threat on any track. The one person that should be petrified and wanting to know where the 11 is on every lap <laughs> is Ross Chastain. Are okay? you saying? So what I'm saying is, is are you this saying? has been set up. For one of them instances where mm-hmm. he's going to get revenge and he's going to get even, and it's going to be mean the most to Ross Chastain. So let me well, understand your uh, scenario here. What you're saying is, is given all of the stuff that's gone on between Hamlin and Chastain this year, and Danny's just laid back and played it cool, and I'm not going to retaliate. Now you're telling me that Martinsville Speedway is going to be Denny Hamlin's revenge. Martin, but what, what better Denny track? Hamlin runs Chase uh, Ross Chastain and smashes that number one car right into the wall in the he's, first lap. He, if he if they qualify, is he going to do a, a Matt Kenseth? On oh, him? for sure. Well, well hopefully well, not, because then he'd be out too. Yeah, well, yeah I, okay. he he he'd will have to Bowman him. I'm yeah. Oh yeah, Bowman him. Okay, <laughs> it just. I'm just saying, there's there's no better drama build up for this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, NASCAR's just like, oh shit. Well, maybe some of you like, have forgot. We want this to happen, uh-huh. but we don't want this to happen. And you Whatever. know, that I'd love to see Hamlin hasn't it. forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not saying well, it's hell, he's got happen. guys like you every week reminding him <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> well, I just don't see. I, yeah, he can get in mm. on points for sure. He's only five out. It's not insurmountable. He can win the race and, and advance that way. He doesn't need to wreck Chastain. But just because Denny Hamlin is that kind of guy, he will. And honestly, uh, what happens, he risks, he wrecks Chastain in the stage one. He's pretty much a lock at that point as long as he finishes the race, right? As long as one of those three guys behind him doesn't win. Yeah. Yeah. So well, this is I, the thing. But but I still don't have Hamlin moving on. He just yeah. he's just not floating my boat this year. Okay. Um if Hamlin does I mean if he does dump him, it would 
it would make a lot of sense because his whole attitude has kind of been um, when it matters. He'll know when, when it really matters, right? That's what he's been saying. Well, it really matters right now. And Chastain, I think, is he's got a real chance to actually go to Phoenix and win a championship if he can keep this momentum going. He can survive Martinsville. Well, dude, yeah. he's, he's on a good run right now. Like, this this little run that he's gotten on is pretty good. But, yeah, it'd almost be, like, just perfect in, in a Hamlin mindset or standpoint to, well, yeah, what to I, do what it Well, what I now. will say about that whole scenario that Amos has got, mm-hmm. if Denny Hamlin is going to dump Ross Chastain at Martinsville, A, he better do it late. And B, he better make sure that he takes Chastain out because if Chastain and they that crew can get that car back on the track, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you there's a big target painted on that number eleven because he will Ooh. go after him. Ooh, it would almost be like Lugano and Ken's it all over again oh, at that point. It might be. Yeah, I, out of nowhere, freaking Chastain takes out Hamlin, and then Blaney moves in. Maybe oh, Hamlin. Oh, look at the scenarios. Maybe Hamlin all week long's been sending bad juju to the number one team and. Chastain's just like gonna freak himself out so bad because he, you know, it's in the back of Chastain's mind. You know, he's thinking about it. Would be. Maybe he just is so in his mind at this race that Chastain just takes himself out. He does a Harvick. Does something. Yeah, Harvick you know? at the Roval. Exactly. So all right. I don't um, know. I would. I would just die laughing if that's what happened. All right, four in right now. William Byron sitting in fourth, five points ahead. Uh, qualifies on the pole at Miami and then just can't really put it together in the race. Um, finishes 12th, gets some stage points and in both stages, but he finishes 12th and it just, for whatever reason, his car just decided, like a few other guys, like, ah, as the race goes on, I'm just going to turn to garbage. Not garbage, but it, it, it wasn't good after the first two stages, as good. Um, so he had a, a little bit of a cushion, then he falls down, only finishes with a plus five going into Martinsville. I think he'll feel pretty good. Um, the only thing with him that I've, I've kind of thought will make the difference with him and Hamlin, um, cause that, that'll, that's going to be the battle essentially for the last spot in my mind, uh, unless something crazy happens to Elliot or Chastain. It, Byron just, he hasn't been in this position yet, so... What's he going to, you know, is he going to be able to keep cool? Is he going to be able to have all his emotions in check and be able to get through this race clean? Um, because it's going to be an aggressive race, lots of bumping, close quarters, and he just needs to focus on getting through. Like, I don't, I really don't think he should worry that much about trying to win this race because it, it's not vital that he does. He can still move on. Um, but I, that's where I get a little nervous with Byron. Uh, Amos, what do you think? Yeah, I I mean, he is in a great position as far as the the structure he has with Hendrick Motorsports. You know, how many NASCAR championships has Hendrick produced mm-hmm. um, back-to-back with Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. He has Chad Knauss as a technical team director, Jeff Gordon as the president. Um, I mean, there's just just a massive amount of resource for the guy to be able to draw on all week and put himself in a position to be able to, to move on. But he's also got to have a, a, an extreme amount of confidence based on the fact he led over 200 laps in the spring race. He was the spring winner. He, uh, he kind of is one of them drivers that 
does well. Seems to like hit both races a year. He does. He don't. He has two good races. He he can carry over the momentum from the spring. So uh, I agree with you. I feel like he could probably get by on points. He's just got to have a good clean race. But I, I just the the run he's had through the chase, the consistency, the the kind of uh, I guess you could say uh, gift he was given by having points reinstated after his little thousand dollar man. Yeah, I mean. No, it's I true. would definitely yeah. give up the hundred grand to be in the position he's in right now. So, um, you just kind of feel like what's happened to him over the last eight races uh, is is boding well for him and his luck and his chances of moving on into the championship race. So, I don't I don't know that he's I don't know that he's any more prepared for the big moment, say, than Chase. Briscoe or Chris Bell or anything like that, but he's just definitely in a better situation than they are right now, mm-hmm. and he's he's just put together a pretty good run through the chase. So, um, yeah, he's I think he's got to be feeling pretty good about where he's at. Uh, Chris, what do you think his chances are to win this race? Because you know he did he did win as we've mentioned many times in the spring. Uh, do you think that bodes well for his confidence level going into this race, or do you think that could potentially be a negative? How I talked about, um, well, maybe getting too worried about winning. So the way I see it, I don't think that William Byron is going to be a problem in his own men- mentality. Okay, I think he's cool that way. Where I see the problem being is that there's going to be some kind of a a glitch in the way the car's prepared or unprepared for this particular race. And and then we, you know, I don't know. I mean, people put a lot of stock and curses and stuff like that. Martinsville has not been a friendly track to the Hendrick Motorsports organization. You know, they've had a lot of bad stuff happen at Martinsville. So I can kind of see, I can kind of see where that might get into their head, and they might be a little bit jinxed. Yep. As far as going into it. But as far as William Byron being a cool character in this, I don't think there's going to be a problem. Do you uh, do you give him a chance to move on then? I mean, you think he'll he'll be that last guy? No. I mean, I don't know. No, I don't. Okay. I I, I, I think we're going to get somebody as the last guy is going to be somebody clear out of the blue, you know, like, like Chris Bell or Chase Briscoe, you know? Oh, gosh. Be, I, I know. I know. crazy. Maybe even Ryan Blaney can pull it out. Who knows? I think that'd be our better chance. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that one. All right, uh, Chase Elliott in third. He's got 11-point lead. The truth is he hasn't done super well in these last two races. Um, I, I really thought he'd do better in Vegas. He just couldn't put a car together. And he did better at Miami, but he couldn't really break into the top 10. It was kind of weird. Most of the day, it was like the same top 14 guys for majority of the time, and they were all kind of running in between just that 1 to 14 range with some guys being higher and some lower and middle. And He was just kind of more towards the bottom of that group, and I think it's it's good that he's had a points lead because it's, it's really given him a nice cushion going into Martinsville, but this is a track he can have success on and win at. And I think he'll feel really good about next week if he does make it out of the round, which I think he will. 
So, uh, Chris, the the question we're asking all the time, even though he's somehow fourth, I think, is what they said in the power rankings. Oh, is he uh, he's the favorite to win this race? Odds on favorite. Um, do you think Elliot is our favorite going into Martinsville and potentially uh, Phoenix next week? Well, I hate to state the obvious, but the only guy that's really secured to be at Phoenix mm-hmm. is Joey Logano. I think anybody second on down to ninth or eighth, I guess, there's no guarantee they're going to be there at Phoenix in the final four. We're down to one race and three guys, well, okay, seven guys are in must-win situations to get to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, you've got points and chases in third and all this kind of stuff, but the reality is, is nobody from second down is secure. And so you're going to have seven guys competing for the win to make sure that they are secured into that final round. And that's, at the end of the day, that's just what it boils down to. And and who's going to end up being one of those seven? I have no idea. So what I get, though, is uh, you're not comfortable on saying that Elliot will be in for sure either. It's a very good uh, political answer, wasn't it? Well, he's just very like, oh, I, I, I mean, the reality, you know, it, it wasn't political. It's just the truth. You know, if he has a bad race. He's screwed. The Plain thing is, though, he can have an OK race and still be OK. I don't think he's got a big enough cushion. Eleven. Uh, he's got 11 points. He can I, finish. I don't think that's a big enough cushion. He can finish 15th. He's got to finish 15th or higher and he'll be in, I think. OK, that'll be. That's but my that's assuming prediction. he can finish 15th or higher. I think he will. I think he'll yeah. go in, qualify well, and uh, and get through. So this is this is where there's a difference between Elliot and Byron. Elliot's been in this position, and he knows what needs to be done to get through onto the next round and, and race for the championship. He's done it multiple years in a row now, um, and he and he won the championship with this scenario where it was a little different. He was as dominant through the season when he won, but he got to this position. He won Martinsville, and then he won Phoenix, and he won it. He obviously won the championship. So, I think there's just that certain confidence and swagger that number one comes along with being so popular in the sport to begin with. But he he knows what he needs to do, and I think he'll feel good. Um, Amos, do you think Elliot would be your favorite to win the race, or uh, maybe someone outside the playoffs? Uh, I don't. I don't know. What do you think? Elliot's the favorite here. Well, I think he should be a top five favorite for sure. Um, I mean, <clears throat> so Homestead was kind of – so the way these three races have stacked up for Elliot, I think he's just happy to be where he's at. I just – Homestead in Las Vegas, he's they, he's been hit and miss. It's not ever been either of his strongest tracks. So I, I really think if you're sitting around the table kicking back a couple beers with Chase and – you just straight out ask him. He's ecstatic to be in the in third with eleven points. He knows that he's got a really good chance to move on based on points. He knows Martinville's a a good track for him to move on. He is, like you said, in a a real good situation as far as experience and the number of times he's been there. His finishing order at Homestead really doesn't, in my opinion, is not indicative of. He had probably a a seventh to ninth place race car. That whole incident with Ryan Blaney spinning on the access road of of 
pit lane mm-hmm. kind of put him in a pickle because he pit with Ryan Blaney. Yeah. So he he had to take the wave around and come back in, and he was in that 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th spot through the remainder of that final run. He just he just kind of couldn't make up the ground because that's just how it, it, it is in the 7th through 15th. You're kind of just following the leader. Yep. So I think had the Homestead run green or if he had been – you know, if he'd have waited to pit one more lap like uh, Chastain and Truex did, he'd been he'd have had better track position and been able to maintain it and and had a better finish and a little bit more of a points lead. So, you know, Byron was the same situation. Had a strong car and made one wrong adjustment, was mired back in traffic and just couldn't make it up. So, my opinion, yes, he's got to be he's got to be considered one of the top five to win the race. He's got to be considered. One of the favorites to win the championship, and just based on the season he's had, and he he's been pretty much the most consistent driver up to thirty four races. So, yeah, and until until he is not, until he either gets bumped out after this race or we have a checker flag in Phoenix and he's not the wiener, then yeah, I think he still is the odds on favorite to be the Cup champ. All right, let's go through these next two guys a little uh, faster, shorter on time. So Chastain, um, does anyone think that he is – I mean, I, Chris, I know you said he's not safe, but he, he's got a 19-point lead. Do you think he's at real risk uh, in this race, assuming he just finishes in a good spot, gets through the race with no incidents? Uh, he's probably on to that next round, yeah? No. No. His, his big – I mean, it, I'm going to go back to what Amos was saying about Denny Hamlin. If Denny Hamlin dumps him in this race, and it's late in the race, I don't think Chastain's going to have enough time or the car to get back into contention. And I, I can see Denny dumping him in order to make that move up to the top four. Uh, Amos, Chastain, back-to-back second places. Uh, obviously, he'd like to win one of these races to feel real good. Um, the form is nice headed into these last two races, so... How much of a legit contender is Chastain in these these last two races and a championship uh, is maybe legit or not really? So I'm not going to say that he's a legitimate threat to win the championship. I feel like if he <coughs> excuse me, if he gets past this race at Martinsville, then then I think the odds of him his odds increase. He has yeah. a little better chance, obviously. I mean, he's fourth. We'll be in the top four. But I think he knows this race is the obstacle he has to get over in order to put himself in the position in Phoenix to win the, to run for the chase. He has put together a pretty nice run through the chase, so I think he does have some confidence in that. But I and I'm not here. You know, everybody is a mentally tough driver to be in the position they are here. But you know something's got to – you know he's just waiting for that shoe to drop with Hamlin. Yeah. And honestly, I think he, he he has to feel the same about just this season in general. He's kind of – he's he's made a lot of people mad. Yeah, he's made a lot of people mad. But he's raced – he's had a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been right there. Like, being second in the points – is indicative of how he's run this season. 
So he he has he's gotten to where he's at based on his ability and and the team. So, but uh, you know, there's just got to be that. And I strictly speculation. I don't think it'll happen. I'm not saying that that will be the what the downfall of Chase is, but or of mm-hmm. Chastain. But this is the race he has to be a hundred percent focused on and not look ahead to Phoenix. If he's looking ahead, he's he will be in trouble. All right, so we're going to look ahead. Uh, Logano is in first, and he's into Phoenix. I, I know that I said this last week that he probably doesn't care, and I think Amos kind of disagreed, saying he'd still race hard. Um, and I think he did He did fine in Miami. He just couldn't really put the car together, and then the late caution also kind of messed him up. Um, but he actually ran better than I thought he was going to for large parts of the race. So that was a promising sign that he was able to have a, you know, because it's been with Joey, it's been bad race, good race, bad race, good race. There's just been not a lot of like back-to-back races chained together with consistency. Um, so even though he finishes 18th, I think he'll be okay. Um, heading into Martinsville, we'll see if what he can do. Obviously, I think Amos said earlier he's a threat to win anywhere, and this track's no exception. So uh, we won't spend a lot of time on him. He's into that next round, and and I think he's got a good chance to win it all. So. Let's move on and review our picks from last week. Um, are we good with the standings? Anything you want to say, Chris? Uh, no, I'm good. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, Amos? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, if the championship race was today, though, um, who do you guys pick? Not today. This weekend. Sorry. Because I'm a homer, I'd pick Elliot. Pick Elliot? Chris? I'm going to have to go with Logano. Logano. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe just based on form, Chastain would be my pick potentially, but we'll see. Boo. All right. So I think I'll tell you what, it would be an earth shattering movement in NASCAR. It would be crazy. If Chastain won this championship. It really would be. Well, I kind of get, being how you brought this up, Ty. Chastain is one of them, in my opinion, he's not the caliber of Jimmy Johnson, but his. Oh, no. Like his aura mm. is like Jimmy Johnson. You just so maybe yeah. he he just is he. It's almost like he's taken his place in that after Johnson retired. So you don't want the guy to win, yeah. But he's good enough to win, and he's just a nemesis to everybody. You know, he's the Patriots <laughs> of the NFL. He's the Yankees of the MLB type deal. Mm. So he's. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'd I, like, I really like to to talk to Chastain and ask him like, so if I was to describe you as the Yankees of NASCAR, what would you think? Well, you know, I, I'd, what be, I, I'd be in, no, no, like I'd really be interested to see like what his mindset is in the if he would be honest with you, what his mindset is if he kind of feels like how he's viewed is justified or not. I think he's enough of a pompous ass. He would think, yeah, you're damn right. That's what I am. I really do. I think that just in the interviews after all the incidents he had with NBC, he you could just see him just like, really, we're talking about this? Don't you know who I am type deal? So No, no. Our plan was never to use that magical tunnel road at, at the Indianapolis road course. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I just practiced it eight or ten times during practice. But, hey, it was never in our plan. Okay, so uh, back to our picks. And in the few years we've been doing this, I don't think we've ever done this. So impressive from us, I'll, I'll lead off with. We got the winner and pole sitter dead on. Not not one of us, but, you know, as a collective effort. The group. We did pretty good. 
And we were one pick off from getting our third, our one position, sorry, our third pick dead on too. So we almost went perfect as a as a group, excluding Chris. So me and Amos almost went perfect on the picks <laughs> <laughs> this week. Well, uh, we, we picked winner. Uh, Amos, you had Reddick. He, he just decided to yeah, take a dump. That didn't happen. Uh, Chris Bell, plus you ran in the wall. Chris Bell was Chris's pick, got 11th, and uh, I picked Kyle Larson, who won. Pole sitter, we actually did pretty good on pole. Uh, don't see this as often. Oh, Chris Busher, who I didn't think was a great pick, but he got 8th. Uh, Chris, the tried and true, Reddick, 7th. And Amos, you picked William Byron, he actually was on the pole. I mean, yes. I was like, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah, that's okay. So, pretty good. Uh, our prediction for where our previous winner, Logano, would finish. Chris, you said ninth. Uh, I said 12th. And Amos, you said 17. Yes. One off. So two Man, points I'm picking for up some momentum at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, just a, little, just a little too late. Kyle uh, Larson in it. 41 for me, 37 for Chris, and 33 for Amos. So, Amos, you've been eliminated in the points. Chris, you still got a chance in the points. You can beat me. You need five out of six to beat me. Well, and then if I don't get the one, we'll, if I do get the one, we'll tie, so... Need some help from Amos, we'll but see. not too much. We'll see how I do. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to Martinsville, as we've talked about many times. So not much more we need to talk about with Martinsville. Very historic track for NASCAR. Uh, exciting position in the playoffs to have this track where it is, I think. It might be one of my favorite. Like, if you want to talk about, like, drama, right? <laughs> this track and its position in the playoffs is uh, pretty good from NASCAR, in my opinion. Uh, it's like when you're putting together a, a fight card and you want like a, a really good fight before the the main fight to kind of hype it up. It's almost what Martinsville is. So uh, we're going to pick winner, pole sitter. And if the second-place car gets a chance, will he spin the leader to win the race? Amos, lead us off. Who's your winner? I predict William Byron will Whoa. win. Yeah, I think he sweeps both Martinsville races, uh, puts himself in a pretty good spot heading into the championship weekend. All right, Chris, William Byron is off the table. Hope you didn't want to pick him. Who are you going to go with? I guess I'll jump back on that lifeboat. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. <laughs> I thought you said you were getting eaten by the sharks. The sharks well. scared him. <laughs> The deep water. Yeah, the sharks in the deep water so, scared me. So I'm I think go. Chris has now like went back and forth on Blaney four times in the show. So well, obviously you can see where our mindset is. Hope on Blaney. springs eternal. Hope springs eternal. Um, all right. So I've been on this. I've been beating the bandwagon. Um, I don't remember if I said Larson would win Miami earlier uh, when the playoffs were first starting, but how these last few races have kind of transpired is pretty similar to what I think I said would happen with Logano winning. And then I think I gave Larson a good shot. So um, I got to stick to what I've been saying and Hamlin's going to win Martinsville and uh, punch his ticket to the playoffs. So Amos, pole sitter. Boo. Sorry. Wait a minute. You picked Hamlin to win? I have to. <laughs> oh, boy. To stick to my words here. Okay, pole sitter. I feel it's a little more difficult at this race. Than what it should be, but let's go with. I don't think he's necessarily going to win the poll, but I just think he has a pretty solid car, so I'm going to go with Joey Logano. Joey, 
right. Um, Logano's picked. Chris, who do you got for poll? I mean, there's two options I'm sure you'll go with, so which one? <laughs> two options. What are the two? Chris Bell or Tyler Reddick? I was going to go with Tyler Reddick. All right, Tyler Reddick. Back to back to back. <laughs> sure, why not? Two. I mean, it, it, the law of averages says one of these times I ought to get it. All right, so going back six weeks, we have Reddick, Bell, Bell, Reddick, now Reddick. Five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Prove me wrong. We just need to like write one and then write them both down and cross just, one out. Yeah, so. write one, write a name down, carry it through the season, and we'll be good. Um, so if we're talking pulse set on a track like this, I kind of went for a weird one last week, and I think Martinsville might throw us another kind of unique one. So I'm gonna go with Eric Amarola. Ooh, it's probably a really bad pick. Probably it's way worse than Chris Busher last week. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Um. All right, Chris. Well, at least Chris Busher's been like he had success at Homestead last time we were there. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I had more justification for last week's pick. Um. All right, Amos. Will the second place car spin our leader if he gets the chance to win the race? And is this give a yes me, or no? This is yes or no. Okay. And just for fun, give me a prediction of who you think might be the one spinning the leader. <laughs> so I'm gonna say no. That they no. don't, there is not a late, like even last lap. I'm just saying, like, you know, 15 laps mm. on. I do not believe. Sure, 15 is a good threshold. I do not believe that the second place guy spins first place. There's just way too much at stake. But Uh-oh. if it's Hamlin second and Chastain first, hell yeah. This is why I want this, why I want this question. Right into the wall. <laughs> uh, I mean, he just, yeah. I, and I honestly, I think if Hamlin gets to Chastain, if it's lap one or three fifty, he's done. All right, Chris. Uh, do you think we see some controversy? Oh, I think there's going to be controversy. Okay, last fifteen laps mm, is probably. what Amos said it at. Yeah, yeah probably. So you're going to say yes? Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be Chastain spinning Hamlin to win. Oh, be... even better. Wow. I, I think the narrative isn't as good, but I would laugh harder if that I'm, was the I'm case. pretty sure if that happened, it would be like... And you know what's Benny weird? Hamill it would absolutely be box clearing no, brawl. Uh, yeah, yeah it would it. be... It would be that would be bad. I would love it actually. See, this is the thing. Melee at um, Martinsville. Then he'd get his is... hitman out there, Bubba Wallace, and he'd get him. <laughs> All right, Bubba, you want to stay in my car? Go take care of that guy. Uh, what? <laughs> well, I saw what you did in Vegas. Go do that to him. <laughs> I don't want to though. I got in trouble. <laughs> You'll be okay. I'll get you out of this one. Um, so I I want to say it's gonna happen. <clears throat> But I just don't know if there'll be a chance. Like, I don't know. If it's someone, especially, that's that's Chase guy, they just won't give the car a chance. Um, so I will say no and be boring. So, Chris, you're well, the only you're one you're probably the yes. more reasoned of the, two, of the three of us. So, yeah, you're probably right. You know, Chastain's on my list of, like, not liking the guy very much. So if he spun Hamlin, he would probably wouldn't literally, like, make it onto my list of, like, oh, yeah, kind of like him again. But it would be awesome. I have to say that. So, all right. Uh, last thoughts, Chris. Well, we're down to two races to the end. Mm-hmm. Not really looking forward to the season being over. On the one hand, but on the other hand, I'm kind of looking forward to Phoenix. It's gonna and be great. 
and having it over. And don't worry. Like we said last week, it won't be gone long. Uh, True. A- Amos, final thoughts? <clears throat> I'd like to start with the question first. Okay. Will the points reset for this no. chase oh, also? Yeah, they do. So The final four get another 1,000-point bump. And or do be... they just all get on the no. same points? No, they get another 1,000-point bump. So like, But there's no bonus points left, so they're all going to be at 5,000. Right, yeah. So they're right. all so it's resets, but everybody's at the a clean slate. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean I think I agree with Ty in the earlier part of the of our program where he talked about Martinsville being a good cutoff race. I I feel like Martinsville's a good spot. Um Yeah. There's not it. always drama at Martinsville, but it's just it's just a pretty good it's just it's a good race. I, mm-hmm. I like Martinsville and uh it's this one's gonna be I feel like this one's going to be packed with some drama, though. Like, there's a lot at stake and a lot going on. So uh, I'm really excited to see how this race turns out. Yeah, I think I think there might be some fun stuff in store. Maybe not last lap fun, but entertainment. Um, you know, I, we kind of con- condemned the, the Wallace thing, but, you know, someone, someone throw some gloves. I mean, I just please... Uh, maybe the all-time best moment lately at Martinsville was Suarez when his when they had that wreck on the backstretch he and he's fire. just like, "What the heck? Someone take care of my car. It's just on fire and no one's doing anything." Well, going back to your great. Wallace thing, uh. you would rather see them fight on pit road yeah. than with cars. So, oh, yeah, definitely. if they're beating on each other with fists, whatever, let them That's have fine. at it. Yeah. But when it's cars, eh, you know. All right, so the race is on uh, Big NBC. It's at two Eastern. Um, it's a Sunday race, so get ready for 500 laps on NBC at 2 Eastern. Uh, let's get the weather from Chris, and then we'll get on out of here. It's going to rain. Oh, no, you're just kidding. No, 82% chance. On Sunday? Uh-huh. What about Monday? Uh, 80% chance. But Tuesday? Tuesday is down to 24%. Okay, we might be looking at Tuesday race. Um, well, ain't that going to put a... Uh, crimp and then getting ready for phoenix thing though oh yeah it, it would for sure so uh we'll see what happens hopefully it doesn't get delayed too long hopefully the weather's wrong and uh we'll get the race in so oh yeah rain short oh, yeah. race that would be That'd crappy suck. too amos just brought up rain short and race no, off mic so hmm yeah there's 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 different uh, see but this is why nascar like i brought up at the start of the the show they're talking about these these wet weather packages for these smaller ovals. I think Martinsville would be one of those tracks. I so. have one thing to add, too. All right. By the way. Last thought, and then we're out. All right. So anybody that's looking for grassroots racing coverage, oh. go to Flow Racing, and uh, Dill Jr. is going to be racing a late model, and I forget where, sorry, but he's going to be racing a late model. And it's a 400-lap event on a short track. Oh, okay. Go to Flow Racing. Not a sponsor, but, hey, maybe maybe we'll take a sponsorship, you know, send us some, send us one our way. So, all right. Um, and Tony Stewart's making his drag race debut. How about that? Yeah, this Saturday. All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here. You guys enjoy the race. Well, this weekend. Big NBC at 2. Peace out. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MLB, 
and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thank you.